the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. A lot going on. It's a wonderful season that we all find so pleasing, right? I don't even know what that means. One dollar a day for college. Walmart has unveiled a new employee perk. College tuition. Now, how are they going to do this? What's this going to look like? How's it going to feel? Do we feel good about this? Employees must contribute $1 per day to their tuition and study either business or supply chain management at one of three institutions. Okay, now that just suddenly got a little bit more than the free college tuition, right? The news comes as the U.S. labor market has been tightening and Walmart has been sweeting in its benefits to retain talent. I saw recently Chick-fil-A in Sacramento, which I'm not a Chick-fil-A guy. To the point that you'd almost think that I lost a woman once to a man who was a Chick-fil-A guy. I just find it, it's okay. But a Chick-fil-A in Sacramento is paying someone 17 bucks an hour. So Walmart has to up their game. 15 ain't going to be enough. 12, definitely not. So we got to up our game, they're saying. Nation's biggest private employer said at the start of its annual shareholder meeting in Arkansas that it'll begin subsidizing the cost of higher education for its employees who've yet to earn a college degree. Starting on uh, today, they'll be able to enroll and study at either the University of Florida, Brandman University, or Bellevue University. Now, I'm like, good. That seems like society is moving forward, right? Corporate America is going to take care of their employees. Or does it come with a situation a lot like Hershey when he started the town called Hershey, Pennsylvania, and he gave employees homes, but they had to pay them off over the next 30 years, 40 years, basically working for him, right? So when does a good idea turn into a bad idea? Like right now, if you were to think Google will hire me and give me a place to live, but I got to work there for 30 years, like, oh boy, I want a place to live. And that's just a bad example. I really shouldn't. I should call it company XYZ. I own shares of Google. I probably shouldn't make them sound evil. So Walmart is partnering with Guild Education, a tuition reimbursement and education platform that helps large employers extend education benefits, including tuition reimbursement to workers. The news of the program comes as many businesses in the United States face a tighter labor market. So companies like Starbucks and Chipotle, they have to offer similar perks to get their workers to stick around. And, you know, I, I'm no expert on the millennial, but word has it that they're, they're finicky and they want to work for companies and shop at companies that do the right thing. Right? Good. I love her, by the way. That's my millennial girlfriend. I keep her in the basement. 
Whoa. I shouldn't say that, because at some point in time, someone's going to find someone in the basement. So the company, Walmart, said it estimates that as many as 68,000 of its employees initially could sign up for the new college program. Something tells me that's going to be too large. Walmart employs 1.5 million in the United States. Employees will contribute $1 per day for 365 days a year toward their education. So long as they're enrolled, Walmart will cover the rest of the tab. Workers will be able to choose from three nonprofit schools and have the option of taking classes online with the flexibility to study during the evenings or the weekends. Love the idea. I hope it doesn't get messed up in the execution, but I love the idea. And quite honestly, at some point in time, Facebook and Google and Amazon and Apple, they want America to open up immigration even more, give more ability to bring in well-educated people from foreign markets instead of instead of educating some of your own citizens, per se. And, you know, Oracle has a high school now in their on their corporate campus. I think that's awesome. You're starting to see companies like Facebook donate large amounts of money to, you know, community schools that, that are in the community that they work at. So I played a soccer game recently at a, a field in Palo Alto. It was Palo Alto East. And ten years ago on the soccer field, it was, it was horrible. It was run down. The pavement was uneven. There was grass growing everywhere. Uh, now that Facebook has come in, Community volunteers every weekend clean, clean the hell out of that campus. And I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. So I think sometimes we have to look at the 21st century and say, we got to change things. And corporations like Walmart, yeah, they should be offering something so that their employees can go home and, and become you know more than just people who stock shelves. And there's nothing against people who stock shelves. But you damn well better know that robot's coming to take your job sooner than later. Which brings me to the Roseanne Barr fiasco, getting fired for having essentially her sense of humor. She made a racial, racial comment that was probably okay in the 80s and early 90s, but not okay in the, this day and age. And it reminds me, once again, it's like I'm surprised at how much we show our lives and we share too much. She shared too much. She was trying to be funny on Twitter and she did a political attack against Obama and one of his employees. And that's kind of unacceptable to me. That's not even funny. At the same time, a big company like ABC, they can't put up with that. They can't have an employee going around, you know, wearing Don Johnson 1980s cheap suits. They got to say, dude, you're in the 21st century. You got to you got to kill the, the sunglasses and the five o'clock shadow and the, the spray on tan. And some some opinions need to be left in the 80s when it was socially acceptable to go after different cultures. You know, are the Simpsons right or wrong for wanting, you know, to let the public decide if Abu is an offensive character because he's does Slurpees and he's Middle Eastern? Um, I don't know. You know, there, there's some areas that I don't know. I, to me, corporations have to continue to try to do the right thing. And Walmart's unveiling a college tuition program, which I think is a, if done properly, it's, it's a great idea. Now, companies like Disney, you have a celebrity who, like I said, was dug up from the 80s or 90s, and she's just an older version of herself. 
She farted and smelled bad 20, 30 years ago. She farts and smells bad today. She's got a bad sense of humor 20, 30 years ago. She's got the same sense of humor today. It was just more acceptable then. So Disney, as a corporation, has to say, do I want my employees exposed to that? Because employee morale is pretty big. If you own a law firm and you've got an employee who's always late, that person gets fired. If you own a law firm and someone doesn't finish their job, that person gets replaced by someone who does. So corporate culture got one person fired, but a whole show that, that had hundreds of employees lost their job, too, because we're in the 21st century. And the company's trying to do the right thing. I don't know. I don't know if I have the answers, but I, I, I certainly have a microphone. I'll talk about that and more. Rob Black and your money. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I get off track often. I try to get social commentary thrown in. Oh, I try to share a little bit about myself to give you some perspective on who you're getting advice from. I was talking to someone recently who went out of his way to compare him to me, himself to me. I'm like, you don't know me. He's like, yeah, I got into business and I'm, I'm a lot like you. I'm like, you have like, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this for therapeutic reasons. And I'm doing this because I do believe if you do a good job and good karma, things come back to you. So I hate it when people try to associate themselves with me. That's right. Jack. I watched that John McCain video on HBO or show for whom the bell tolls pretty gripping stuff for a man battling stage four cancer. We all die. Right? He left a wife and three children for a younger wife. His first wife was young. His second wife was young. And I was just like, is this too soon? They're doing a video about him being like this guy. And then they said the, the most amazing thing. You can't help who you fall in love with. And there's something really beautiful about that. Even when you're dying of brain cancer, even when you look back at your life, life is pretty sweet can't help who you fall in love with. That puts a lot of stress to be in a marriage when you're in a, a box in prison camp for five and a half years. I can't imagine, you know, a, a prison camp with, with, you know, war criminals. I can't imagine, you know, the U.S. how incarceration hurts our society of locking people away for such long periods of time from society. And again, you study history, you study, like, uh, punishment. We used to cut off people's heads, not we, but the French. And I think they were on to something. Let's make a public spectacle out of it. Maybe they won't commit crime, but we don't have to lock them up, because that ain't going to help them. So the history of public incarceration, it, it, it's a challenge in society. And, you know, justice, and what is justice, and what's not. Um, believe it or not, you could invest in a company that does prisons. And I'm not going to tell you no, because I, I don't see our society fixing this issue anytime soon, do you? Lock them up. As our president would say, get the animals off the street. Really? Did he say that? He kind of did. 
not very compassionate. And again, that brings up questions like, as a society, should we be compassionate? You know, you look at a corporation like a Walmart or a Facebook, as a corporation, should they be compassionate? And because the IRS treats corporations as individuals, as human beings, I think they should be. I think there's something to be said for it. Oh, that's out there. So, yeah, you could invest in a prison company, a company that is for profit. And that brings up some questions, right? It's a lot like um, the questions that are brought up with arms dealers who go to war zones and sell weapons. You know, they can sell the weapons to both sides. They win. They can prolong uh, a skirmish for longer periods of times. And their, you know, their kids can go to college. Uh, there's a lot going on there, right? Uh, To say the least. So you can go out and invest in like a correction corp, um, big old prison company. You can go out and invest in Boeing, who makes missiles. You can go out and invest in Whole Foods, who sold themselves to Amazon. And then you can go, well, I liked Whole Foods at one point in time because they were all about the, the better food. And then you could go, I don't really like Amazon, so should you sell it? Yeah, like there are decisions to be made. Amazon's now offering Whole Foods discounts to Prime members in 12 states. woo But when you go in there, it's not the same old Whole Foods that it used to be. Citigroup um, is in the news. And in 2018, one of the very first negative stories that we saw on the market was one we didn't see coming. We kind of saw the whole Trump and... Kim Jong-un and North Korea, South Korea, and summits and those summits. We kind of saw that one coming, right? The thing we haven't seen coming, and it was the first story in 2018 that was a bit of a surprise, and we should have seen it coming because it's, it's just a revisitation of the same old, same old, is the pigs got us in trouble. I know you're saying, don't pull a Roseanne. Don't say anything negative about women. Don't compare a woman to a pig. No, no, no. I'm talking about Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. And they all have debt issues, of which the only reason I want you to know that is because the U.S. has debt issues. So you look at a country like Italy, who's got $3 trillion, $2 trillion in debt, and they need to refinance, two to, they probably have 2 to $3 trillion. They need to refinance $100 billion of it. Every couple of years, debt comes due, right? And last time they borrowed money, interest rates were a lot lower. And now they're borrowing money, interest rates are a lot higher. So as a country, they're going to have to decide... We're paying a lot more money to borrow. Should we have prisoners in, life, in jail for life? Should we have free health care? Or should we have no health care? Should we tax corporations more? Should we tax individuals more? If we tax corporations, they're a lot like you. Because Rob said that they're tied towards, you know, they're called humans by the IRS. If the tax world thinks they're humans, think of you. Let's say, you know, you earned $100,000 this year. But the cost of your nanny goes up 10% every year, 5% every year. Are you eventually going to find a cheaper nanny, cut her hours, or fire her and do it yourself? Same thing with corporations. As their costs go up, what do you expect them to do? When Walmart has to pay someone who stocks a shelf you know, $8 an hour, it's a lot easier than doing it at 12 or doing it at 15 So I live in a world of compromise, and I don't live in a world that's crystal clear. And the first big story of 2018 that kind of was a surprise, and it wasn't, 
because we went through this with Greece. I got suspended. I got suspended on radio because I made a, a joke in poor taste. I know you're saying, how many times have you been suspended? Behave yourself. At least three fewer than ten. And sometimes it's been four days. Sometimes it's been four a week. But um, we've seen Greece and their economy struggle. Now we're seeing Italy and their economy struggling. Politically speaking, everyone wants to have the answer because they'll get elected. And then they'll corrupt the system. It's not an economic disaster yet. But it is something that kind of took us by surprise and reminded us, yeah, when you have to refinance a lot of money, that little interest rate does mean something. Righto, McNighto? Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Roberto Negro, a.k.a. Robert Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. If there's a seminar coming up, there always is. You can go to robblackshow.com, hit the event page, and then use code RADIO25 to get in for free if you haven't been to a seminar before. I'd love to see you there. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Think of me as the great big grizzly bear of financial love. I know you're saying that doesn't even make sense. I was thinking today about how fortunate and how happy I am, all things considered, with where my life ended up, and I'm pretty pleased. Hasn't been perfect. It's had some unnecessary drama and some bad decisions. It had a dad who was an alcoholic who didn't always connect with the world due to his being an orphan and going through military in Vietnam. It was less than ideal. Um, but I did have everything I ever needed. Um, I had toys, I had clothes, I had food. I just didn't have a dad who was terribly cognizant of, of the kids need time off and they need downtime and they need love and they need support. You don't have to be prepping your kid at age 13 to get ahead in life. You don't have to be prepping him, you know, every single minute, every single day. Uh, So I'm cognizant of that. And, you know, I'm very cognizant of, you know, what I do hopefully helps people get to retirement. Whether I'm helping the firefighter or whether I'm helping the single parent. So on occasion, I do want to talk about parenting and why some of us are doing this and what it may mean to you and what it may not. Um, I want to get you to retirement. When you see the average Social Security check is like $1,400 a month, it's not enough. And, you know, my goal is to get us to the point of, of like, having enough and taking our foot off the accelerator. So one area that I, I think I don't talk enough about, but I should, is marriage and some of these life decisions that we make. Like I said, I had a good life, and I'm very grateful. So don't in any way, shape, or form think that I'm being negative, because I'm not. A um, couple things is I have had a divorce, 
And it's a crazy moment when you do that because it's just like a crazy moment when you get married. A friend of mine just got married in Chicago over the weekend. Beautiful young woman and a beautiful young man. And, um, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. Take a look at some Facebook pictures. I'm like, I'm happy for them, but... For decades, we've been told half of all marriages in a divorce, and even though the statement is no longer true since the rate of the U.S. Um, has been declining in divorce, what's causing all these breakups? And I can tell you one thing is it's finances, and it's a large part of it. I can tell you some people get married for the wrong financial reasons. Instead of finding someone you're compatible with, someone you love, someone you want to establish a friendship and a life with, someone you want to co-parent with, a lot of times people are like, I'm 35 and getting older. In my 30s, I had created a successful business, and I had done pretty damn well at it. But I wasn't married, and I didn't have kids. And I met a beautiful woman who also, not also, but she was an AA. I wasn't an AA, but so she had that alcoholic background that my dad had. And early on, there was a couple moments where I was like, this isn't good. I, I, I like the highs were high and the lows were frustratingly stupid. And I, I don't deal with frustratingly stupid terribly well. So I was going to face a divorce even before I got married because I married the wrong person. And I, I knew there was flags already. So in the long run, she cheated on me because not because that's an unfair statement. She cheated on me and got caught. She left an email account open on a computer that was left powered up on a screen that had some pretty damning evidence if you just walked right by it. And then that triggered in me trust issues. Because as a kid, when you have an alcoholic dad, you just don't trust his emotions and you don't trust yourself to not mess up. So my advice to you when it comes to marriage is financial advice is choose your partner carefully. I had half a business that she was entitled to, well, depending on how long you're married, half of. And in California, if you're married for 10 years, you owe a person alimony for life. Potentially. I wasn't married 10 years. I wasn't married eight years. I wasn't married six years. I wasn't married four years. I wasn't married two years. I was married one year and when you go through that and you're like did she just really hit on a guy her dad's age or did a guy her dad yeah that happened and suddenly you start like doubting yourself and you start going crazy and crazy is not good when dealing with finances my best advice is when you do divorce at some moment of clarity of separation or that whole process you know, you get separated for six months in the state of California for a reason. So it gives you time to, to get some clarity on, on your life, on your partner's life, and on your children's life. So the first thing I want to do if, if you're going to be getting a divorce or separation is, is consider both parties. You once loved this person. And, you know, you, you don't want to put them in a situation where they have nothing or they walk away with less than they came in with, or they walk away with too much more than they came in with, because then emotions are going to start getting crazy on all parties. One piece of advice is don't heed unsolicited advice. You're going to have coworkers who come up to you. You're going to have ex-girlfriends or friends or buddies or pals. 
wine drinking buddies that are going to give you advice, like take him to the court, take him to the cleaners. I just knew that about him. You deserve this. You gave him the best year of your life. You're going to get bad advice from your friends. Don't take it. Stop telling everyone your business when you're going through a separation or a divorce. This is a moment of reflection. It is not a moment of sharing. Stop babbling to everyone about how awful your life is or telling the grocery clerk too much information, financial or otherwise. Try to leave the advice to professionals. A good lawyer or a good mediator, which is what I would recommend, uh, Paula Lahan, for instance, in San Francisco, a good mediator is going to be easily 20% the cost of a good attorney. And in California, you can't win a divorce. You don't win. Like, it doesn't happen that way. There's no point in winning. It's you are separated. You're, uh, you don't win. And part of you wants to win. You want to be the one who was right. You want to be the one who had that childhood dream of, of marriage that was ruined by the other person, not you. So this is a good time to let professionals be professionals, the mediators or the attorneys. This is a good time during the separation to start focusing on things like child visitations and managing joint debts and finances to come up. If you have a house right now, that's a joint debt very likely. When you separate, it's either going to need to be sold or that debt's going to have to be taken over by one person. That's a big one. One thing you want to do when you start the whole separation process is start closing joint accounts, but do it in front of the other person with their knowledge. You say something along the lines of, hey, Cindy, or hey, Matt, or hey, John, I need to close this checking account so that we don't get into a situation where one of us goes to Vegas and blows all of our money. Because we've been married for a long time, and it's been a long time since you've been in Vegas. And what happens in Vegas, well, it gets kind of crazy, right? So when you go through that separation, you want to start financially focusing on, you know, making sure you don't hurt each other. But at the same time, when you start opening separate checking accounts, you got to come up with some deals. Like, where does the paycheck go to? Do I get half? Do you get half? But if you're going to be taking care of the kids, do you get 70%? I get 30%. You don't know. You want to keep track of your income and expenses. You want to create a budget if you've never done it before. Update your records, your utility bills, your health insurance, your property titles, your tax records, your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Your spouse is no longer the person who's going to get your money if you die. Get your own health care insurance in case one walks away with it. They could drop you. Don't worry about changing your name. You'll figure that out. Get savvy with your money. Start with a budget and start with some plans. Take it one day at a time. Divorce is something that will make you crazy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I just did a segment on divorce. I made it sound a little bit clean, I think, I don't know, and the financial realities. I'm not trying to be a downer in any way, shape, or form. Let me give you an opera real quick. I just watched two betta fish. And um, the life cycle of a betta fish. 
It's kind of the thing that I love about YouTube is you honestly can cancel cable if you've got a good internet connection and are willing to say, I don't need to watch Roseanne ever again because I don't need sitcoms. Wait, she lost her show? Okay. Off topic. I know, right? Um, So the complete betta fish life cycle. It's pretty fascinating. You can kind of see the males got um, a little bit more color. And I could be calling it completely wrong. But, you know, he, he courts her by basically smelling her fins. I don't know. I, I You can see that I'm much better at money, right? Anatomy and biology and fishology, not my strong point. But at some point in time, she says yes. Because, you know, he's not the Harvey Weinstein of beta fishes. And he goes in to kiss her, it looks like. And she gets on her back. She's floating on her back. And she gets paralyzed and, like... She gets mesmerized, and out drops an egg. And you're like, whoa. I thought he was just hugging her or kissing her. I thought she was dying because she's, she's not moving. She's on her back. She's floating upside down. And then out comes this egg, like I said, and guess what happens? He eats the egg! So guess what happens after that? Five more eggs, ten more eggs, fifteen more eggs. He eats them all! Because he doesn't want to be beta fish daddy to like 50 young beta fish or 100 young beta fish. He can't afford that. He can't put enough, you know, food in their mouths. That's terrible. Or whatever beta fishes do. And I know some people will say, it's critically announced beta fish. Like you beta fish. Like I beta fish. So there's, there's hundreds of these little things. Now, it only takes a couple days for these things to like turn into little babies so after my divorce and death statement I'm going with the um, happiness of beta fish mating and some people eat their children in the world of beta fish are you crazy they, you better grow fast otherwise daddy's gonna eat you which could give a kid a nightmare right or two but man, love is beautiful, and it happens in so many different ways. And beta fish love is uniquely beautiful. And you know, the sex is kind of PG, so it's one of the coolest videos you'll ever see. Though, if you ever get a chance to just Google beta fish and type type in the complete beta fish life cycle in three minutes, and you'll go, man, I think I can give up cable. I'm with Rob on this one. Okay, so. Let's change topics. Let's talk about the run-up in home prices. It's not sustainable. And I love stories like this and ideas like this. This is according to an economist who happens to work for a housing company. Home values have been rising for six straight years. And it gets us to the point of like, whoa, I've made a lot of money in the last six years. Even though it's paper money, if you were to sell it today, you have questions about taxes and you have questions about where you're going to live. But you go, I've made a lot of money. Home value has been rising for six straight years, and they did that in the late 90s and early 2000s as well, and then they didn't. And then they went down 40 50%, and sometimes, six, seven, eight years later, we're like, whoa, we just got back to that level. So we're, we're enjoying the good now, but we forgot we had been this fat before. The continuing run-up in home prices above the pace of income growth is simply not sustainable. Did I say that, or did Lawrence Wan say that, chief economist from the National Association of Realtors? He did. He said the continuing run-up in home prices above the pace of income growth is simply not sustainable. That's a good business lesson. 
And like you can look at Facebook and say they give away a product for free, but then they sell a lot of demographic information about you to advertisers. And you can say, that's not cool. But then again, do you think someone in South Af- uh, somewhere someone in Ethiopia who's incredibly poor, do they have access to YouTube and access to the internet without things like you know free Facebook apps and free YouTube apps? Would they have the chance to see the world, to get you know access to the world's greatest libraries? And then so you know someone like Apple can look at Facebook and go. You breached your, 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 the trust of your, your patrons, you know, and then Facebook will come back and go, yeah, but we also don't charge $700 to $1,000 for a phone, which the guy in Ethiopia will never be able to afford. We give them a service that if for some reason he is able to afford a phone, he gets great benefits. So on one hand, you can go, Apple's a better company. On the other hand, you can say Facebook's a pretty good company. Because they truly do put an application that has as incredible power of unlocking knowledge into your hands. And then, of course, there's other people, you know, like Google, who does kind of a combination of everything. And then you get people like Netflix who, yeah, they'll, they'll give you great TV, but you have to pay 10 bucks a month, which the guy in Ethiopia is never going to be able to do. So as mortgage interest rates move higher, we're going to see housing get less affordable and we're going to forget about it. And we're going to stop thinking about arguments and business arguments. But the continuing run-up in home prices above the pace of income growth is simply not sustainable. That's a good business lesson. Apple has their business lessons where privacy is king. Facebook has their business lessons where giving someone power is king. Don't get too caught up. Always push to, to think about where we are. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com